0: Chapter 2 of Army Mental Tests by Clarence Yalcombe and Robert Yerkes This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Leon Harvey. Chapter 2. Methods and Results After a preliminary trial in four continents, psychological examining was extended by the War Department to the entire army, excepting only field and general officers. To supply the requisite personnel, a school for training in military psychology was established in the Medical Officers' Training Camp, Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia. Approximately 100 officers and more than 300 enlisted men received training at this special school. On November 11, 1918, the psychological personnel consisted of about 120 officers and 350 enlisted men. Over 500 additional clerks were used in the examining service in the 35 different camps, in which psychological examining had been established. The Army Intelligence examination had been given to 1,726,966 men. Of these, 41,000 were officers. Approximately 83,000 individual examinations had been given. Over 7,800 men had been recommended for immediate discharge. 10,014 had been recommended for labor battalions or other service organizations. 9,487 had been recommended for development battalions for further observation and preliminary training. Nearly 30% of the 1,556,011 men for whom statistics are available were found to be unable to read and understand newspapers and write letters home, and were given a special examination prepared for literates. The general classification of the men proceeded as rapidly as they reported to camp. Men qualified to be non-commissioned officers and candidate officers on the basis of satisfactory intelligence scores were pointed out within 48 hours of their arrival. By this time, the general usefulness of psychological examining was no longer seriously questioned, and it had become necessary for the psychologists of a camp to emphasize continually that the methods were intended as a measure of only one of the essential qualities of a soldier. A few quotations from the statements of officers will indicate their general attitude and typical ways in which the results were used in training men and in selecting candidates for the officers' training schools. Officers and men should be given a psychological examination as a matter of routine. The results of the psychological examinations are fully borne out by actual observation of the abilities and the capacity of various officers in the performance of duties assigned to them. I do not mean by this that the tests are an absolute gauge, but I do mean that they are an absolute guide, and that given the practical tests, we are enabled to arrive at the best possible determination of ability to meet the requirements of the service. The subject of psychology in its relation to military efficiency is an entirely new one, and the War College Division approached it with a good deal of doubt as to its value. A very thorough study of the reports submitted, however, has firmly convinced it that this examination will be of great value in determining the possibilities of newly drafted Ben and all candidates for officers' training camps. At first, due to the innate conservatism of line and even of medical officers, his, the psychological examiner's, task was a rather uphill one. But now, due to his own energy and tact, and to the thoroughness and honesty of his work, practically all officers have been convinced of its practical value, and unique assistance in rating, sorting, and disposing of the diverse kinds of men, as well as officers who pass through such a camp. I consider such an expert and his speciality among the most useful aids in the scientific and non-wasteful utilisation of manpower. I consider the psychological service of a special value in this camp which is devoted to the elementary training of recruits for field artillery. The forms filled out by applicants were arranged in the order of the psychological mark and all applicants of Class A were gone over with the view of finding out if there were any who, because of a specific statement of the company commander, should be thrown out without further examination. There were almost none of these. The same thing was done with all the Class B. The Class C applicants were then gone over with the view of seeing if there were any who, notwithstanding their low psychological mark, should nevertheless be considered because of the specific statement of the company commander. There were very few of these. The psychological examination of these men has been a great aid to me as commanding officer of the school, not only in the final summing up of their qualifications for an officer's commission, but also during their stay at the school in working out the reasons for their apparent deficiency. It is recommended that in the future all candidates for officers training schools be sent first before a psychological board and that the results of this examination be a determining factor in their entrance to the school. I consider it highly desirable to use psychological ratings in the selection of all applicants for the officer's training camp. It is doubtful whether applicants should be admitted to the school who have not, according to the psychological examinations, made a score equivalent to high average intelligence, C+. Intelligence ratings should receive primary consideration, and all other important factors secondary consideration. In very exceptional and rare cases, it is possible that this order of consideration may be reversed. We find the psychological ratings more reliable than any other information. Above all else, an officer should have a high degree of intelligence, and when this is combined with an excellent physical record, leadership, etc., we have the type desired for a commissioned officer. The Board of Officers, charged with the duties of examining candidates for the officer's training school, regard the psychological ratings as the one best factor of the various factors which determine a candidate's qualification for entry to said school. Concurring in the opinion of the commanding officer of the training school, this camp, the above board of officers, hold that all candidates should have not less than a high average intelligence rating C+, to qualify for entry to training schools, except in rare and exceptional cases in which other factors are extremely favourable. It is the unanimous opinion of this board that the intelligence rating is the most reliable index, in that a quantitative statement is available, and in that rough observation is effectively checked. The psychological rating is, therefore, considered of primary importance. From my experience in different camps, I am of the opinion that enlisted men who rate below the A and B classes by the psychological test should not be considered as candidates for the officers training schools. All enlisted men sent to officers' training schools from this camp are inspected as to their military appearance and bearing and their knowledge of the elementary duties of a soldier. They are given a physical examination, a mental examination, and a psychological examination. If they do not rate A or B in this examination, they are rejected. The methods originally prepared for use in the army were subjected to repeated revisions in the light of results for increase in reliability and military value. The procedure finally adopted and used throughout the army consists of two chief types of examination, the group examination and the individual examination. The former was necessitated by the demand for speed of examination and report, the latter by the desire for reliability and fairness to the individual. Of group examinations, there are two varieties used in this army, the one for men who can read and write English fairly well, literates, known as alpha, the other for men who are unable to read and write English well, illiterates, known as beta. The individual examination includes three varieties developed as were the group examinations to suit different types of subjects. They are one the point scale examination, two the Stanford binet examination, and three the performance scale examination. Both the point scale and the Stanford binet are used in the army in three forms a as complete scales for literate subjects, b as abbreviated scales for literate subjects, c as specially adapted scales for relatively illiterate subjects. These two types of examination, the point scale and stanford Bennett are used as alternates, the examiner selecting in accordance with his preference. For the examination of foreign and illiterate men who can neither read nor write English, and of whom many speak and understand it very imperfectly, the special form of examination known as a performance scale has been developed and is effectively used. Examination Alpha consists of eight tests, described by title as follows. Test 1 Directions or Commands Test Test 2 Arithmetical Problems Test 3 Practical Judgment Test 4 Synonym-Antonym Test 5 Disarranged Sentences Test 6 Number Series Completion Test 7 Analogies Test 8 General Information Of this method men are examined in groups as large as 500. Every man is supplied with a pencil and an examination blank. He then, under military discipline, follows directions to the best of his ability. The examination requires approximately 50 minutes, and demands almost no writing since responses are indicated by underscoring, crossing out, or checking. The examination papers are quickly scored by means of stencils, and mental ratings recorded for prompt report. To avoid, within reasonable limits, the risk of coaching, several duplicate forms of this examination have been made available. Each test of examination alpha consists of a number of parts arranged in order of difficulty from low to high. It is therefore possible for low-grade subjects to make a start on each test, and at the same time, practically impossible for highly intelligent subjects to complete the test within the time allowed. The tests are varied in character and undoubtedly sample the most important types of intellectual process. Examination Beta consists of seven tests, listed thus by titles. Test 1, Maze Test. Test 2, Cube Analysis. Test 3, XO Series. Test 4. Digit symbol. Test 5. Number checking. Test 6. Pictorial completion. Test 7. Geometrical construction. This examination, which was devised after Alpha had been put into use to meet an unexpected demand for the examination of subjects of low literacy and extreme unfamiliarity with English, is in effect, although not in strictness, test for test. Alpha translated into pictorial form so that pantomime and demonstration may be substituted for written and oral directions. Beta may be given successfully to men who neither speak nor understand English. Examinations Alpha and Beta are so constructed and administered as to minimize the handicap of men who because of foreign birth or lack of education are little skilled in the use of English. These group examinations were originally intended and are now definitely known to measure native intellectual ability. They are to some extent influenced by educational acquirement, but in the main, the soldier's inborn intelligence and not the accidents of an environment determine his mental rating or grade in the army. Like Alpha, examination Beta requires about 50 minutes, and the papers are scored by the use of stencils. Both Alpha and Beta yield numerical scores or intelligence scores, which for practical military purposes are translated into letter grades. The several letter grades used in the Army, with their score equivalents and appropriate definitions, are presented in the following table. The table is displayed on the page with four columns, intelligence grade, the definition, the score alpha and the score beta. E grade was reserved for men who were recommended for rejection, discharge, developmental battalion or service organisation. All men deemed satisfactory for regular military duty were graded D- minus or higher. Neither the Point Scale nor the stanford binet Scale need be described in detail, since both the widely known and adequate descriptions are available. The military adaptations of the scales may prove useful in various civil situations, but because of copyright restrictions, they are not reproduced in this volume. The several procedures of individual examining have played a most important role in the military service and the examiner who lacks familiarity with them and reasonable skill in their application and the interpretation of their results is ill-prepared for psychological military service. The Army Performance Scale cannot be adequately described by a reference, since it is in the main a product of military experience and effort. It consists of ten tests, the titles of which fairly well suggest their nature. Test 1. The Ship Test Test 2. Mannequin and Feature Profile Test 3. Cube Imitation Test 4 – Cube Construction Test 5 – Form Board Test 6 – Designs Test 7 – Digit Symbol Test 8 – Maze Test 9 – Picture Arrangement Test 10 – Picture Completion As in the case of group examinations alpha and beta, so also in that of the several forms of individual examination, numerical scores for subjects were secured which could be translated into letter grades. The general procedure of examining which was developed to meet military requirements is briefly describable as follows. A group of draftees, the size of which is determined by the seating capacity of examining room, it varies from 100 to 500 men, is reported to the Psychological Examining Building for mental test. The first essential step is the segregation of the illiterates. This is accomplished by having all men who cannot read and write their own letters and those who have not proceeded beyond the 5th grade in school step out of the original group. The remaining men are sent to the Alpha Room. Naturally, among them are likely to be several who will subsequently have to take the Beta examination. The illiterates are sent directly to the Beta Room. Men who fail in Alpha are sent to Beta in order that injustice by reason of relative unfamiliarity with English may be avoided. Men who fail in veto are referred for individual examination by means of what may appear to be the most suitable and altogether appropriate procedure among the varied methods available. This reference for careful individual examination is yet another attempt to avoid injustice either by reason of linguistic handicap or accidents incident to group examining. It is to be emphasized that the interests of the individual who is either in the army or in process of being accepted for military service are safeguarded by a system of three types of examination, which serve as the sieves. Every soldier is required to take at least one examination. Men who are of low mentality, or who are of foreign birth, or for other reasons illiterate, and those who exhibit marked peculiarities of behaviour, may be required to take either two or three examinations before the psychological report can be completed. Despite the necessity for haste, in which some instances compelled small examining staffs to grade and report on as many as 2,000 soldiers per day, the Army mental test work has been done with an average thoroughness and degree of reliability which would do credit to any school system or other civil institution. When psychological examining was originally accepted by the medical department for officer trial, There was extreme and widely prevalent scepticism even among psychologists themselves concerning the reliability of the measurements of intelligence which could be secured and still more concerning their practical value to the army. The measures of reliability or validity of army methods of mental measurement which have been obtained during the past 18 months are therefore quite as important as a partial basis for a safe opinion concerning the significance of this service as are the evidences of practical value which have accumulated. Effort will be made to present, as adequately as is possible within brief compass, samples of both kinds of measure. First, reliability may be considered. For Examination Alpha, the probable error of the score is approximately 5 points. This is one-eighth of the standard deviation of the score distribution for unselected soldiers. The reliability coefficient is approximately 0.95. Alpha yields correlations with other measures of intelligence as follows. One, with officers' ratings of their men, point five zero to point seven zero. Two, with Stanford Binet measurements, point eight zero to point nine zero. Three, with tribute B and C completion tests combined, point seven two. Four, with examination beta, point eight zero. Five, with composite of alpha, beta, and Stanford Binet, point nine four. Six, in the case of school children, alpha measurements correlate with a. Teachers' ratings point six seven to point eight two. B. School marks point five zero to point six zero. C. School grade location of 13 or 14-year-old pupils point seven five to point nine one. D. Age of pupils point eight three. Footnote. Chiefly because the relatively narrow age range, the correlation of Alpha score with the age of recruits is practically zero, Results for examination beta correlate with alpha 0.80, with stanford binet 0.73, and composite of alpha, beta, and stanford binet 0.91. Results of repetition of the stanford binet examination in case of school children correlate 0.94 to 0.97. The abbreviated form of the stanford binet scale consisting of only two sets per year, extensively used in the Army, correlates 0.92 with results for the entire scale. Reliability coefficients for results of point scale examination closely approximate those for the stanford Bennett scale. The several tests of the performance scale taken separately correlate with the stanford Bennett measurements, 0.48 to 0.78. Five of the ten tests of the performance scale yield a total score which correlates 0.84 with stanford Bennett results. It is definitely established that examination alpha measures literate men very satisfactorily, considering the time required for mental ages above 11 years. Estimation Beta is somewhat less accurate than Alpha for the higher ranges of intelligence. There are convincing evidences that some men are not fairly measured by either Alpha or Beta and that the provision of careful individual examination for men who fail in Beta is therefore of extreme importance. There follows a brief statistical summary of results of individual examining in the Army and a discussion of military applications and evidence of practical value. Between April 27 and November 30, 1918, 7,749 men, 0.5%, were reported for discharge by psychological examiners because of mental inferiority. The recommendations for assignment to labor battalions because of low-grade intelligence, number 9,871, 0.6 plus percent. For assignment to development battalions, in order that they might be more carefully observed and given preliminary training to discover, if possible, ways of using them in the army, 9,432 men, 0.6 plus percent, were recommended. During this same six-month interval, there were reported 4,744 men, with mental age below seven years, 7,762 between seven and eight years, 14,566 between 8 and 9 years, 18,581 between 9 and 10 years. This gives a total of 45,653 men under 10 years mental age. It is extremely improbable that many of these individuals were worth what it cost the government to maintain, equip and train them for military service. The psychological rating of a man was reported promptly to the personal adjutant and to the company commander. In addition, All low-grade cases and men exhibiting peculiarities of behaviour were reported also to the medical officer. The mental rating was thus made available for use in connection with rejection or discharge, the assignment of men to organisations and their selection for special tasks. The mental ratings were used in various ways by commanding officers to increase the efficiency of training and to strengthen organisations by improved placement. It was repeatedly stated and emphasized by psychological examiners that a man's value to the service should not be judged by his intelligence alone, but that instead, temperamental characteristics, reliability, ability to lead and to carry on under varied conditions should be taken into account. Even after the feasibility of securing a fairly reliable measure of every soldier's intelligence or mental illness had been demonstrated, it remained uncertain whether these measurements would correlate positively with military value to a significant degree to render them useful. Data which have become available during the past year settle this question definitely by indicating a relatively high correlation between officer judgments of military value and the intelligence rating. A description and explanation of the letter ratings used by psychological examiners were handed to each officer who received the scores of recruits. Directions for the use of the ratings were also supplied. Quotations from army mental tests will indicate the nature of these explanations and directions. In explanation of letter ratings, the rating a man earns furnishes a fairly reliable index of his ability to learn, to think quickly and accurately, to analyse a situation, to maintain a state of mental alertness, and to comprehend and follow instructions. The score is little influenced by schooling. Some of the highest records have been made by men who had not completed the 8th grade. The meaning of the letter ratings is as follows. A. Equals very superior intelligence. This grade is ordinarily earned by only 4 or 5% of the draft quota. The A group is composed of men of marked intellectuality. A. Men are of high officer type when they are also endowed with leadership and other necessary qualities. B. Equals superior intelligence. B. Intelligence is superior but less exceptional than that represented by A. The rating B is obtained by eight to ten soldiers out of a hundred. The group contains many men of the commissioned officer type and a large amount of non-commissioned officer material. C plus equals high average intelligence. This group includes fifteen to eighteen per cent of all soldiers and contains a large amount of non-commissioned officer material, with occasionally a man whose leadership and power to command fit him for commissioned rank. C equals average intelligence. It includes about 25% of soldiers, excellent private type with a certain amount of fair non-commissioned officer material. C- equals low average intelligence. This group includes about 20%. Although below average in intelligence, C- minus men are usually good privates and satisfactory in work of a routine nature. D- equals inferior intelligence. It includes about 15% of soldiers d men are likely to be fair soldiers but they are usually slow in learning and rarely go above the rank private they are short on initiative and so require more than the usual amount of supervision many of them are illiterate or foreign d minus and e very inferior intelligence this group is divided into two classes one d minus men who are very inferior in intelligence but are considered fit for regular service and two e men those whose mental inferiority justifies their recommendation for development of battalion, special service organisation, rejection or discharge. The majority of D- and E men are below 10 years in mental age. The immense contrast between A and D- minus intelligence is shown by the fact that men of A intelligence have the ability to make a superior record in college or university, while D- minus men are of such an inferior mentality that they are rarely able to go beyond the 3rd or 4th grade of the elementary school. However long they attend. In fact, many D minus and E men are of the moron grade of feeble mindedness. B intelligence is capable of making an average record in college. C plus intelligence cannot do so well, while mentality of the C grade is rarely capable of finishing a high school course. Concerning directions for the use of intelligence ratings. In using the intelligence ratings, the following points should be borne in mind. 1. The mental tests are not intended to replace other methods of judging a man's value to the service. It would be a mistake to assume that they tell us unfallibly what kind of soldier a man will make. They merely hope to do this by measuring one important element in a soldier's equipment, namely intelligence. They do not measure loyalty, bravery, power to command, or the emotional traits that make a man carry on. However, in the long run these qualities are far more likely to be found in men of superior intelligence than in men who are intellectually inferior. Intelligence is perhaps the most important single factor in military efficiency, apart from physical fitness. 2. Commissioned officer material is found chiefly in the A and B groups, although of course not all high school men have other qualifications necessary for officers. Men below C-plus should not be accepted as students in officers training schools unless they possess exceptional power of leadership and ability to command. Three. Since more than one-fourth of enlisted men rate as high as C+, there is rarely justification for going below this grade in choosing non-commissioned officers. This is especially important in view of the likelihood of promotion from non-commissioned to commissioned rank. Even apart from consideration of promotion, it is desirable to avoid the appointment of mentally inferior men below C as non-commissioned officers. Several careful studies have shown that C-minus and D surgeons and corporals are extremely likely to be found unsatisfactory. The fact that a few make good does not justify the risk taken in their appointment. 4. Men below C-plus are rarely equal to complicated paperwork. 5. In selecting men for tasks of special responsibility, the preference should be given to those of highest intelligence rating, who also have the other necessary qualifications. If they make good, they should be kept on the work or promoted. If they fail, they should be replaced by men next on the list. To aid in selecting men for occupational assignment, extensive data have been gathered on the range of intelligence scores found in various occupations. This material has been placed in the hands of personal officers for use in making assignments. It is suggested that those men who have an intelligence rating above the average in an occupation should be the first to be assigned to meet the needs for that occupation. After that, men with lower ratings should be considered. 6. In making assignments from the depot brigade to permanent organisations, it is important to give each unit its proportion of superior, average, and inferior men. If this is left to chance, there will inevitably be weak links in the army chain. Exception to this rule should be made in favour of certain arms of the service, which require more than the ordinary number of mentally superior men, for example, signal corps, machine gun, field artillery and engineers. These organisations ordinarily have about twice the usual proportion of A and B men, and very much less than the usual proportion of D and D-men. minus The first two columns in the following table illustrate the distribution of intelligence ratings typical of infantry regiments, and also the extreme difference in the mental strength of organisations which are built up without regard to intelligence ratings. The last column to the right shows the balanced distribution of intellectual strength which might have been obtained in each of these two regiments. A table is displayed on the page with five columns descending, rated with intelligence rating, interpretation, two actual distributions, 1st Regiment and 2nd Regiment, and a balanced distribution. Unless intelligence is wisely distributed, certain regiments and companies will take training much more slowly than others and thus delay the program for the whole organization. 7. D and D-men are rarely suited for tasks which require special skill, resourcefulness or sustained alertness. It is also unsafe to expect D, D- or E-men to read or understand written directions. 8. Only high-score men should be selected for tasks which require quick learning or rapid adjustments. 9. It should not be supposed that men who receive the same mental rating are necessarily of equal military worth. A man's value to the service should not be judged by his intelligence alone. 10. The intelligence rating is one of the most important aids in the rapid sorting of the masses of men in the depot brigade. In no previous war... Has so much depended on the prompt and complete utilisation of the mental ability of the individual soldier. It is important, therefore, that the psychological ratings be regularly used as an aid in the selection, adjustment and classification of men. The various figures which follow are presented not as a summary of the results of psychological examining in the army, but instead as samples of these results, the chief value of which is to indicate their principal relationships and practical values. The sample distribution curves of Figure 1 indicate the value of mental ratings for the identification and segregation of differences. Moreover, within the officer group itself, significant differences appear for different branches of the service. The relation of success or failure in officers' training schools to intelligence ratings is exhibited by Figure 2, in which it is to be noted that elimination through failure in the school increases rapidly for ratings below C+. Of men rating above C+, 8.65% were eliminated. Of those below C+, 58.27%. The data for this figure were obtained from the three schools with the total enrollment of 1,375 men. Similarly, Figure 3 shows a relation between success or failure in non-commissioned officers training schools and intelligence ratings. The elimination increases rapidly for grades below C+. Of men rating above C+, Only 18.49% were eliminated, of men rating below C, 62.41%. The results presented in this figure were obtained from four schools with a total enrollment of 1,458 men. Increasingly extensive and effective use has been made of the psychological rating as an aid in the selection of men for officers' training schools, young commissioned officers' training schools, other lines of training or service which require special ability. It has been convincingly demonstrated that the data of psychological examinations can readily be used to diminish the necessary elimination during training, and thus to increase the efficiency of the schools. The extreme difference in the intellectual status of army groups are fairly indicated by Figure 4, which presents the data for groups whose military importance cannot readily be overemphasized. Roughly, the groups in the upper half of the figure are important because of their relatively high intelligence and the mental initiative demanded for success whereas those in the lower half of the figure are important because of poor intelligence and relative inefficiency or uselessness. Figure 4 is displayed on the page. Proportion of low, average and high grade men in typical groups. These results suggest that if military efficiency alone were to be considered, the army would undoubtedly gain largely by rejecting all D-minus and E men. This procedure would greatly lessen the group of disciplinary causes so troublesome and costly in the military organization and also the group which in the figure is distributed among ten poorest privates, men of low military value and unteachable men. Numerous varieties of evidence indicate the extreme military importance of the prompt recognition of low-grade men. The percentages of men ranking below the average in psychological examinations are notably large for the disciplinary group. Men having difficulties in drill, men reported as unteachable, men designated by their officers as poorest from the standpoint of military usefulness. The comparison of Negro with white recruits reveals markedly lower mental ratings for the former. A further significant difference based on geographical classification has been noted in that the Northern Negroes are mentally much superior to the Southern. The relation between officers' judgments of the value of their men and intelligence ratings is exhibited in somewhat different ways by Figures 5 to 7. Thus, the median scores... For five groups of privates arranged in order of military value from very poor to best, represented in Figure five. The total number of individuals in the group is three hundred and seventy-four. The men were selected from twelve different companies, approximately thirty men in each company being ranked by an officer in serial order from best to poorest. The rank order for each company was then correlated by the psychological examiner with the rank order supplied by psychological examination. In 7 of the 12 companies, the correlations ranged from 0.64 to 0.75. The average correlation was 0.536. These correlations are high, considering the large number of factors which may influence a man's value to the service. The median score for the very poor group at figure 5 is 28 points in an examination, whose maximal score is 212 points. By contrast with this, the median score of the best group of privates is 99 points. The commanding officers of ten different organisations representing various arms of the service in a certain camp were asked to designate 1. The most efficient men in their organisations, 2. The men of average ability, and 3. The men so inferior that they are barely able to perform their duties. The officers of these organisations had been with the men from 6 to 12 months and knew them exceptionally well. The total number of men rated was 965, about equally divided among best, average, and poorest. After the officers' ratings had been made, the men were given the usual psychological test. Comparison of the test results with officers' ratings showed a. That the average score of the best group was approximately twice as high as the average score of the poorest group. b. That of men testing below C-, 70% were classed as poorest, and only 4.4% as best. c. That of men testing above C+. plus. 15% were classed as poorest and 55.5% as best. D. That the man who tests above C plus is about 14 times as likely to be classed as best as a man who tests below C minus. E. That the percent classed as best in the various groups increased steadily from 0% in D to 57.7% in A, while the percent classed as poorest decreased steadily from 80% in D to 11.5% in A. Figure 5 is displayed on the page, median intelligence scores by points of groups designated as best, good, fair, poor, and very poor in military value. In an infantry regiment of another camp were 765 men, regulars, who had been with their officers for several months. The company commanders were asked to rate these men as one, two, three, four, or 5 according to practical soldier value, one being highest and five lowest. The men were then tested with the following results. A. Of 76 men who earned the grade A or B, none was rated 5, and only 9 were rated 3 or 4. B. Of 238 D and D-men, minus only 1 received the rating 1, and only 7 received a rating of 2. C. Psychological ratings and ratings of company commanders were identical in 49.5% of all cases. There was agreement within one step in 88.4% of cases, a disagreement of more than two steps in at least 0.7% of cases. Figure 6 exhibits a striking contrast in the intelligence status and distribution of the best and poorest privates. The personal judgement data for this figure were obtained from 60 company commanders who were requested to designate their 10 best and their 10 poorest privates. Of the poorest, 57.5% graded D or D-, less than 3% graded A or B, The results suggest that intelligence is likely to prove the most important single factor in determining a man's value to the military service. In one training camp, excellent opportunity was offered to compare a group of soldiers selected on the basis of low military value with a complete draft quota. In the low value group, there were 147 men. In the complete draft quota, 12,341 men. The distribution of intelligence ratings for these two military groups appear as figure 7, from which it is clear that if all men with intelligence ratings below C- had been eliminated, the low-value group would have been reduced by at least half. In a certain training camp, 221 inapt soldiers belonging to a negro regiment of pioneer infantry were referred by their commanding officer for special psychological examination. Nearly one-half 109, of these men were found to have mental ages of seven years or less. The army nevertheless had been attempting to train these men for military service. In justice to the psychological service, it should be stated that these Negroes had been transferred from camps where there were no psychological examiners. For this reason, they had not been examined before being assigned to an organization for regular training. In another instance, some 306 soldiers from organizations about to be sent overseas were designated by their commanding officers as unfit for foreign service. They were referred for psychological examination, with the result that 90% were discovered to be 10 years or less in mental age, and 80% nine years or less. It has been discovered that when soldiers are assigned to training units without regard to intelligence, extreme inequalities in the mental strength of companies and regiments appear. This fact is strikingly exhibited by Figures 8 and 9, of which the former shows the proportion of high-grade and of illiterate or foreign soldiers in the various companies of an infantry regiment. Figure 8 is displayed on the page, Inequality of Companies in an Infantry Regiment. The list of companies is displayed across the page in alphabetical order, and the percent rated A or B in columns above, and percent illiterate or foreign in columns below. Compare, for example, with the intelligence status of C and E companies. The former happens to have received only 3% of A and B men, along with 38% of illiterates and foreigners the latter received by contrast twenty nine per cent of high-grade men with only nine per cent of men who are as a rule difficult to train it is needless to attempt to emphasize the military importance of this condition the tasks of the officers of these two companies are wholly incomparable but more serious even than the inequalities in response to training are the risks of weak points in the army chain as a result of such random or unintelligent assignment Naturally enough, the officers of the army were quick to appreciate the disadvantages of a method of assigning recruits which permits such extreme inequalities in mental strength to appear and persist. They promptly demanded the reorganisation of improperly constituted units, and assignment in accordance with intelligence specifications, so that the danger of weakness in the chain and of extreme difference in rapidity of training should be minimised. Figure 9 is also displayed on the page, Inequality of Regiments. That serious inequalities existed in regiments as well as in smaller units prior to assignment on the basis of intelligence is proved by the data in figure nine, which pictures the differences found in four infantry regiments and three regiments of field artillery following the demonstration of the value of psychological ratings in connection with assignment, the experiment was tried in various training camps of classifying men in accordance with intelligence for facilitation of training. To this end, A and B grade men were placed in one training group, C+, plus, C, and C-men minus men in another, and D and D-men minus men in a third. The three groups were then instructed and drilled in accordance with their ability to learn, thus delay in the progress of high-grade men was avoided and the low-grade soldiers were given special instruction in accordance with their needs and capacity. The marked differences in the mental strength of groups in different officers' training schools are shown by Figure 10. For the 18 schools of this figure, the proportion of A grades varies from 16.6% to 62.4%, the proportion of A and B grades combined from 48.9% to 93.6%, and the proportion of grades below C+, from 0 to 17.9%. Since it is unusual for a man with an intelligence rating below C+, to make a satisfactory record in an officer's training school, it is clear that the pedagogical treatment of these several student groups should differ more or less radically, and that elimination must vary through a wide range if the several schools are to graduate equally satisfactory groups of officers. Figure 10 is displayed on the page. Inequality of mental strength in 18 officers training schools, 4th series, total enrollment 9,240. Far more important than the contrast in student officers training groups noted above are the differences in the intelligence status of officers in different arms of the service, as revealed by psychological examining. Figure 11 exhibits the data obtained for several groups. The variations are extreme and seemingly unrelated to the requirements of the service. Medical officers, for example, show a relatively large percentage of men rating C plus or below whereas engineering officers head the list with relatively few men whose intelligence is rated below B. There is no obvious reason for assuming that the military duties of an engineer demand higher intelligence or more mental alertness than do those of the medical officer, since it is improbable that any arm of the service possesses more intelligence than can be used to advantage. The necessary inference, that is certain, arms would benefit by the elimination of low-grade men and the substitution of officers with better intellectual ability. Table one summarizes the general classification obtained by the psychological examination. The column headed white draft is a random sampling of the one million seven hundred twenty six thousand men examined. Figure eleven is displayed on the page intelligence of officers in different arms of the military service. The graph lists a series of professions with engineers, artillery, sanitary corps, field signal battalions, machine-gun battalions, infantry, Quartermaster Corps, Medical Corps, Dental Corps, Veterinary Corps. They are also graded with below B, B, and A, by percentiles. The column headed Recruits is a small group, brought out by the Holler of Sorting, no longer the depot Brigade, but not yet assigned to regular organisations. Privates designates a random selection of men reported as being in named organisations, such as infantry, artillery, machine gun, etc. The other columns are self-explanatory, they do not represent exactly the same method of sampling but are clearly typical of the differences revealed by other methods of sampling described and represented in the figures above. The group headed surgeons includes all classes of surgeons. Medical officers are included in the percentiles given, where the medical officers omitted practically no correlation with rank appears. The medical officers taken alone show a high correlation with rank. It has been suggested that this represents the professional grading that has already been made in civil life. Figure 12 presents the percentages of Table 1 in graphic form. The different grades and ranks are shown according to the letter grade classification given in the table. The dividing line is placed between C plus and B. Further evidence indicates that the tests, prophesy success in field operations When the classification made by them is compared with total value to the service after a year of training and actual fighting, the correspondence is still positive, and an average statistical prophecy of attainment exists. The degree of practical success in the application of such a measure may well be considered one of the major achievements of the war. End of chapter 2